Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of The Journey Within, brought to you by author and public speaker Brian Skinner. I am uh, excited and elated about tonight's uh, podcast because I am joined by a very special dear friend of mine. Uh, we completed grad school together. Uh, she allowed me to copy off her paper, uh, and I recognize that. Uh, I got professors that's my friends and ain't nothing you can do about it because like the degree is mine so whatever uh, <laughs> she is so awesome she is somebody uh, that everybody needs to know uh, she is truly a great friend I love her I love her husband Bill shout out to Bill uh, even love Annabelle uh, she's around there somewhere uh, I, I introduce to some and present to others Melody with an I give it up for Melody What's up? And the crickets. <laughs> that's all right. You know, hey, that's okay. Uh, uh, it's, it's quite okay. I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Uh, Melody, uh, again, me and Melody, we uh, completed our master's degree together. Uh, and Melody has went on uh, to do greater things. Uh, and so uh, hopefully tonight, Melody can share uh, some of those things that she has gone on to do. Uh, when Melody speaks, I be quiet. I listen. And so uh, Melody does have it like that. Now, she doesn't think she does, but she actually do. She has so much great insight. She is so helpful. And Melody can do anything. And when I say anything, you all, I mean, she can do anything she puts her mind to. And so uh, I'm excited to call her my friend. Uh, she's going to add a lot of value tonight to the topic and discussion on uh, shallow water versus the ocean and what that looks like. Just to recap, I've had a couple of people on the show so far far. Um, basically, we were able to build this conversation around a Maslow hierarchy of needs chart. Uh, and the argument uh, uh, is that you have to actually be in the ocean to experience the whole entire pyramid. Uh, the shallow water, uh, you can uh, experience uh, the first three phases of, of the Maslow hierarchy of need, which is loving and belongingness, uh, physiological needs, etc. But if you're going to transition and experience the whole pyramid, you will have to uh, definitely go into the ocean. And so uh, we talked uh, for the last few weeks about learning how to manage the L's. Uh, what's the transition period between shallow water and uh, ocean water? We talked about some of those things. Tonight, we're going to continue that discussion. Uh, Melody, uh, uh, oh my gosh, medicine. When it comes to medicine, she is the person that you want to contact. She is the person you want to go to. She does her research. She is very meticulous in the area of herbs and things of that nature. Uh, she will save you a lot of money. Okay. She is not like the pharmaceutical company, which is the biggest dope dealer. Uh, that steals a lot of money. Yes, I said it. And so Melody is going to uh, assist us tonight. Melody, how you doing tonight? Tell the people a little bit about uh, how we met and where you are right now in life. 
uh, I'm good tonight. We met in school and we were going around doing our introductions. And I said that when I was to myself, I said, I'm Melody with an I because everyone always spells it with a Y. And then when it got to the front of the room and you went to introduce yourself, you said you were Brian with an I. And then we became best friends. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I remember that. Yes. 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 So that's about how we met. And that's about how it's been ever since. Okay. Yeah. And look, since then, um, uh, Melody has just been awesome. She's the same person uh, who has accomplished a whole lot of uh, different things. Uh, man, I'm so glad. Uh, right now, uh, Melody, if I could just share about a little bit what you're doing as far as the education uh, aspect is concerned. Uh, uh, me and Melody did get our master's degree together uh, in social work with the concentration in holistic practice. Uh, Melody has transitioned on and she is now working on her PhD degree. And what you working, uh, what's your uh, PhD dedicated towards? So I have, um, I got my social work master's degree with you. And then uh, before I started my PhD program, I got another master's degree in complementary and alternative medicine. So I <laughs> wanted to mush the two together and okay. get them to work better together. So my PhD program right now is in mind-body medicine, specializing in integrative mental health. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I told you she deep, y'all. <laughs> I'm so excited because, you know, uh, a lot of times, uh, Melody, my favorite commercials uh, are the drug commercials that come on TV, right? Uh, and those commercials say that they'll help uh, with your upset stomach, but... Uh, side effects are you're going to get cancer, you'll get blind, uh, you'll lose your hearing, your legs need possibly to get cut dead. off. Yeah. yeah, and you'll possibly die. And like, you know, uh, Melody, is it anything, uh, 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 and this conversation is going to be organic tonight, uh, is it anything um, alternatively, uh, uh, is there any alternatives available besides uh, taking the uh, behind the counter medicine? Is there anything that we can do? Well, yeah, there's lots of things we can do. I mean, when you look at um, integrative ways you can work on your health care and um, with costs of medicine and health care these days, you know, last year, I believe we spent 300 and America spent $329 billion on prescription medications. Uh-huh. And if you look at it in an integrative way, being able to use things like herbal medicine and teas and aromatherapy for different things. I know a lot of people, especially people that are into Western medicine and that have a hand in pharmaceuticals will say that that's nothing but, you know, crockery. But it there are studies that show these things do help reduce symptoms and help he, in the healing process of things like high blood pressure. I believe your mom was having tremors. Yeah. And, and the tincture that she had, worked. did that help? It worked. It does. It helps reduce them. I have lots of tinctures I make for people with mental health disorders. So I have um, tinctures that help with depression symptoms, that help with anxiety, that help with insomnia, that help with, um, you know, stomach issues. There's lots of things we can take. And this all goes back to um, Eastern medicine and even indigenous medicine. There are lots of Indians and um, Native Americans that have used these herbs uh, sage is an excellent example of that sure. cannabis is another example of it sure. they've asked a peace pipe for a reason yeah. right yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i mean and cannabis has they've found has a lot of medicinal uses to it so it helps with um 
for people with cancer. It helps ease the nausea, helps them increase their appetite, helps them reduce their pain. And those are things, and I've, I've never been a huge person on cannabis until I started reading up on the medicinal qualities of it. Okay. And there are a lot of people that have had seizures and it helps with the seizures, the cannabis oil, so uh, the cannabis extract. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that we can use that even in our own backyards, there's weeds in our backyard that actually help with a lot of things. There's a plantain weed that many people have used for centuries to help with bruises and scratches and bug bites. And sure. you really just have to pick a plant, chew it up a little bit and stick it on there, wrap it up and it's gone the next day. Wow. So you said a mouthful. Um, and, and look, uh, this is ocean conversation. Uh, I tell people all the time, this is ocean conversation. Um, because now uh, you talked about the differences between the Eastern practices and the Western practices pertaining to medicine. Uh, we learned, uh, you probably already knew, but I learned at grad level uh, that the expectancy rate as far as the United States is doing poorly compared to other countries that may not have as many resources that we may have. All because um, we're, they're more catered towards uh, living toward the natural uh, things that's coming from the ground. Uh, healing is already here on Earth. And they rely on the earth uh, for their healing. Uh, in, the, in the divided states of America, we're like a lab. So we're like testing. We're like trying new things and all of that. And it's developing other problems. And so uh, you just talked about cannabis and uh, other uh, uh, types of treatment that you can actually take. And then also the cost effectiveness. Oh, my gosh. So, Melody, if you could just talk about uh, the differences between the cost of the prescription drugs and actually what Earth has allowed us to have at our very discretion. You could talk about the differences in cost, because now even the trinkets that you subscribe to my mother um, and uh, you didn't make me pay, which we got to talk about that. <laughs> nope. But it worked. And it didn't cost as much as like other pharmaceutical medicine. So and even, even if I were to charge you for that, it literally cost me about $7 to make. Okay. So it's basically, it was a couple of different herbs that were put in vodka and sat in a, in my basement for six weeks, six to eight weeks. And I shook it every day and it extracts the, um, it extracts the compounds from the herbs and puts it into the alcohol. And then you use that. And the thing with pharmaceutical, the difference between Eastern medicine and pharmaceutical medicine or Western medicine and our, our love of pharmaceuticals is not just that they're quick, but pharmaceuticals, if, pharma, if, if prescription meds work, you wouldn't have to get a refill. Mm. Herbal medicine and Eastern medicine look at the person holistically as opposed to what is going on with just the symptoms. So they look to resolve the problem at the root of what's going on as opposed to covering up the symptoms and just removing symptoms, which is what if you take an aspirin, it doesn't take away the headache. It takes your ability to feel the headache. It doesn't doesn't tell you exactly where you're getting the headache from. Is it from tension? Is it from watching your computer screen all day? Is it yeah. from you know, uh, are you sick? I mean, is it a fever? It doesn't tell you what the root cause of that headache is. It only it only it, it only works to stop the pain receptors from feeling the pain. Yeah. So so you're going to keep having headaches. Sure. Um, 
Eastern medicine and in traditional medicine and indigenous medicine looks at looking at the root of the problem. So you're looking at what's the diet, what's the exercise. You'll know, you'll see a lot of people in the East get up every morning and they're doing an exercise or they're doing yoga or they're doing breath work. They're doing things to keep their body in motion because if you don't use it, you lose it. But it also helps them figure out what the root cause of what is going on. They switch their diets up compared to for whatever kind of um, symptoms they're having. Mm. So if you have stomach problems, and we all know that, and you learned this as well as I did in your grad work, yeah. that there's a there's um, a second right. brain in the gut, yep. right? Yep. So if you've got if you've got let's say um, ulcers going on, well, what are you eating that's inflaming those ulcers, yeah. right? What kinds of things can you eat that would ease that? So you're looking at different things. You're looking, it's a completely different way of looking at health and health care, sure. right? We do, we say we do health care, but we really just do symptom care. Okay. We don't look wow. at the person holistically a whole lot of time. Whoa. We do symptom care and not health care. That mm. is, wow. So you just said something. Uh, the East looked at a person holistically, right? But... In the West, we look at symptoms. So uh, I could put this out here and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But when they take uh, blood, when they draw blood from you, uh, it doesn't necessarily tell you uh, everything that's going on in your body. Uh, and that's why they take like six and seven samples. And then you keep coming back to the doctor and they, then they charge you, overcharge you for that. Uh, constantly because when they draw blood from you it does not tell you everything however uh uh it doesn't necessarily look at uh whether the problem was triggering the problem well i mean okay let's say you go there because you're having um chest pains okay. right so they're gonna look to make sure first and foremost that my you know life over limb that you're not having a heart attack okay. or any blood clots so you're not having a stroke okay. but then then they're going to do blood work they're going to do chest x-rays they're going to do all these things and then they'll send you home with a prescription okay so, so let's say you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol they're going to give you medication for high cholesterol okay right sometimes they'll tell you you have to change your diet they'll give you like an Atkins diet to follow or a keto sure. diet to follow or something like that sure. but they don't they send you off with that without a good education of what that diet will do to help you. Right. Right. It, 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 I, I've had my blood. I just had my blood done a couple of days ago and they'll tell you this is good cholesterol. This is bad cholesterol, but they don't tell you what that cholesterol does. And don't, they don't tell you the foods that will help increase the good cholesterol and help reduce the bad cholesterol. Wow. They don't tell you if you had, if you woke up every morning and did a 15 minute walk and then before you went to bed and then another 15 minute walk at night, that, that would help increase your heart rate, get things moving and then lower your cholesterol overall because it's helping to burn some of those fats. It doesn't, yeah. they don't, they don't explain that holistically. And then they don't do treatment to follow up on how your diet is going. Wow. Wow. Right. They want to see you to see how the medications are working. Right. Right. And but they, they don't want to see. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. They don't have you journal like what you eat every day. And right. so that you can start to see a, a pattern that can emerge to show you exactly what's going on to help you fix the actual problem. Sure. Sure. Wow. And that's the thing. Right. And so that's why, like, our healthcare system is so shallow uh, mm -hmm. and it's all about making a a dime on people's pain 
and agony. And so many people have passed on that could have been helped uh, or lived longer uh, if we would have known uh, uh, more about our own bodies. And so, um, uh, you know, they make, unfortunately, the healthcare system makes money off our ignorance. And it, a lot of people make money off of our ignorance, unfortunately. We don't know ourselves well enough sometimes to be able to know that we're being ignorant. So we can't say that for sure because our whole society is set up to feast on our ignorance, basically. So if you've got a kid that has ADHD, sure. the first thing they want to do once they get into school is get him on medication because he's being disruptive. Right. But they're not looking right. at so the fact that an entire that sure. is set up to feed them sugary cereals in the morning. Mm -hmm make them sit still after having the sugary cereal right. and then give them a, a weird diet of processed meats and cheeses at lunch mm. or, or, you know, peanut butter and jelly, another more sugar based stuff. Okay. And then wonder why they're acting out. They want to slap on ADHD and give them a medication to basically keep that kids from disrupting the class as opposed to how about we change the diet? And maybe look at something like, exactly. you know, a homeopathic remedy, which yeah. is a coffee, actually, that will help reduce some of the symptoms. Exactly. And that's that, But our whole system, every commercial you see, like you said about the commercials about medications, take this for your for your blood pressure, but then you could have bleeding anus. I mean, there's all these things that they give you, a list of like 50 things. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And then, uh, Melody, I want your perspective on this, right? Um, so uh, they talk about in the United States, there are diseases that we can't cure. Um, uh, people, I've, I know many people that have passed on from like cancer and like AIDS, but are there any, any like, alternative uh, holistic medicine out there uh, that can actually help in the area of cancer or AIDS? You know, I am not 100% sure on that because those okay. are very big topics, okay. very big things. You know, they're, they're talking points that really people, there's so many people affected okay. by cancer and by AIDS and by diabetes and those types of things. And while diabetes diet can play a part in it, you know, um, for sure, especially as we're growing up as children, but and exercised as well. But as far as like cancer, I know that um, there was a, the thing is, is that you no, know, even if there were our society and the pharmaceutical company is so big that they would make sure that we would never know about it. Yep. So I saw a thing on uh, Netflix a long time ago before I even got into this called, um, shoot, I don't even remember what it's called, but it was the Gershon diet. And okay. it was basically a, a, this gentleman, Dr. Gershon, had developed a way of juicing and eating raw, raw, a raw diet to reduce or treat cancer. And he was doing it and it was working so well that his daughter believes he was poisoned and killed because of it. And then she moved to Mexico away from the pharmaceutical companies to keep practicing it so that she wouldn't be killed. So it's just, it really, I think what you, we need to do as a society is just take responsibility for our lives and not let the glitter of the commercials and the quick fixes and all those things become the thing that we look at for an answer. Sure. Because we, if we look at ourselves and we really pay attention to our bodies, it'll tell us what we need yes. on any day. We just have to know and trust that yes yes and you know what um 
you 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 have a a podcast and for everybody that's tuning in thank you for uh, coming in um uh, my big sister she says i'm into all natural now including essential oils yes um melody a couple of years ago actually got me started uh based off of grad school uh lauren and uh enoch been saying that this is good information this is informative uh, for everybody else that's on, my best friend that's on, thank you. Uh, Sister Perry, she's on, thank you. Antoinette, Talisha, thank you. All of you all, thank you. Um, <clears throat> Melody has a podcast called Barefoot in the Grass. Uh, and her podcast is available on all listening platforms. And I have uh, shared the link in the comment section for people to subscribe uh, to her podcast where she talks about different alternatives for stuff uh, as far as medicine is concerned. Um, she gives great insight about other practices that we can get involved in um, that um, uh, that can help our bodies. We understand, Melody, um, that yoga, uh, so many people dehumanize yoga when actually yoga is, is another form. It's another practice to get you in tune with yourself. And it really is. Yoga, they think, is about getting into like pretzel-like shapes. And now there are some practitioners that can do that. But yoga is really about the breath. And centering your body and finding balance and having movement again. And it doesn't have to be anything grand. It can be just, you know, um, downward dog, downward facing dog and yeah. and just breathing and taking those deep breaths yeah. because that's what our body needs to yeah. be. Able, we don't we take such shallow breaths Ooh. in our in our everyday life. We it causes tension. Our shoulders get raised up to, sure. you know, we have tension and then our jaws clench. If we could just stop when we feel that kind of tension and take five deep breaths, it would help so much with anxiety. It, people just can't even imagine how how it works and then when i have them do it they're surprised at how much it relieves some of that stress wow and you know what i've discovered that we're so disconnected with ourselves uh and that's what i like about barefoot in the grass barefoot in the grass correct me if i'm wrong but from the couple of episodes that i've listened to uh barefoot in the grass helps helps the individual connect themselves back to yourself it grounds you back into into the natural um, and, and that's what we must do. I always say this melody and you can share more about the podcast, but I say this like the pandemic and everything like that. I think it was an instrument for me, uh, to ground me back, um, that, that hectic schedule, uh, that, that, that I had and all of that, all of those things have slowed down and has caused me to reconnect with myself if you can just share more about what your podcast about again everybody uh to subscribe to her podcast you can click on the link uh in the comment section and i tell you you would not be disappointed uh melody is very calm uh i'm telling you is is awesome uh listen to it melody share more about your podcast share more about the whole uh reconnecting with ourselves and grounding ourselves if you can i know you can yeah, no it's so barefoot in the grass started because i was trying to figure out what i was going to name the book that i'm writing and i just remembered that one thing that i used to do when i was a kid is i would run around in the grass in my bare feet and it always made me feel better when i was sad when i was um mad any of those things and come to find out that grounding 
with your feet in the grass or on soil, um, in sand and water. Ocean water is better than um, fresh water. But there is, we have a living matrix within our body, in between our cells, in between our mind uh, that connects everything. And when there become too many uh, negative ions going on and um, antioxidants and all, I mean, accidents and all these things going on in our body, with our feet actually on the surface for as little as 30 minutes a day, it actually brings us back down to a zero negative. Wow. So we, it actually helps drain and re and take away a lot of that um, built up negative energy that's in our system, in our cells. So I thought the best way to describe it is barefoot in the grass. And what it is, is it's really just taking time for yourself and doing things for yourself that make you feel better on a holistic level. So it talks about anxiety, it talks about depression, which are two of the most common mental health illnesses we see today, especially anxiety with this pandemic going on and depression. And usually depression and anxiety are best friends. They hold hands and they skip through our brain almost all the time. So what can we do? What can we do to help with making ourselves not feel sluggish every day or that when we get to two o'clock in the afternoon, not feel tired. Um, what things can we do? What like your um, sister that was on there talking about aromatherapy, what what um, essential oils help with depression? Well, studies have shown, many studies have shown ylang-ylang oil decreases the symptoms of depression over time. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just bringing light to light some of these things, yoga, meditation, um, breath work, guided imagery, um, uh, herbal medicine, herbal uh, homeopathy, homeopathy, um, Reiki energy work is amazing. Energy, you know those oh kinds gosh. of things can that help. Is so real, right? I mean, just even uh, working in the nursing home for as long as I did, healing touch for people that have pain, just to have somebody, and especially an elderly person, have someone's hands on them, the warm hands just massaging them gently does so much for their mood, for their flexibility, for their whole outlook. It's just the, so barefoot in the grass is basically just all these tools to put in your own toolbox to help you on your daily life and just connecting with yourself. You know, uh, I need to share, I think I've shared this story with you. Um, It was probably about two, three weeks ago. I went bike riding and I went up a hill and the hill kicked my behind. And it was extremely hot that day, and uh, I almost fainted. Um, and I did not have any water on me or anything like that. So what I did was uh, I thought about what you were saying about the whole barefoot in the grass. So what I did was I sat in the grass. I sat there for a minute, probably like 20 minutes. And sitting in the grass, like, it sounds weird. But I was able to reconnect with myself and my body was able to like rejuvenate. I get back on the bike and I'm pedaling, I'm pedaling faster. Like I have like this burst of energy and I'm like, this is like so real. Like, how how does that even work? And it's, you know, I had thought about your uh, podcast because I listened to one of the episodes and I'm like, I said, let me try this. I said, let me sit in the grass. Let me not panic. And I didn't, and I sat there, and I sat there, and I don't know, I was just calmed, and I was like back one with myself, because we can be so disconnected uh, from ourselves, and so you helped me with that. Can you share, like, what was going on with that? Well, I mean, shame on you for not having water on a bike ride. 
I'm just going to say. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's true. You took the time to actually catch your breath, mm-hmm. to breathe again. You know, when you're when you're working out and you're putting that much power into going up and hill, up a hill, your body gets exhausted. And especially if you didn't fuel it properly beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, with some good carbs to really keep those muscles from fatiguing, mm-hmm. you're going to feel fatigued. So just being able to lay down in the grass, which is an excellent way of doing it, but just being able to take that break yeah. and catch your breath and get your momentum back helps you tremendously. When we push ourselves too far in this society to begin with, we work so, we work too hard most of the time. We play too hard most of the time. And a lot of times we make excuses for why we can't find time for ourselves. And it's within finding time for ourselves for that self-care that that's what we really need to make ourselves go harder and go faster throughout the day. Yes. And you know what? I think that's the difference between the Western uh, philosophy and the Eastern practice. Western philosophy has uh, conditioned us to just go, 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 go. Uh, You got to grind, got to grind, got to grind, got to grind. Eastern practice says, uh, no, wait a minute, slow down. Well, and in lots of countries over uh, on the other side of the pond, I mean, they get, what, almost a year, six months to a year for um, uh, pregnancy leave for uh, Mm -hmm. childbirth. They take months, uh, a month-long vacation, a holiday. They put, their lunches are not timed. So they go to lunch, they take their time. There's no rush to come back. They are really invested in the people of their countries and and in their organizations. So when we look at the United States and we think about how we've been conditioned to put in 40 plus hours a week and to work on weekends and to pay for health care and to pay for uh, child care, which is probably half of a paycheck to begin with. And then we then we're looking at two jobs and then we're looking at all these different things. It's too much on the system. Our bodies were not designed to do this. I mean, look at the people that work in the fields from dusk till dawn or from dawn till dusk (laughs) to the birds, you know, they're exhausted. They get home and then they eat and they go to sleep. So what life does that, is that for them? You know, they're working hard. They're, they're making money, but are they living a life? Mm. You know, and I think we forget that sometimes is our life. This is the only one we got that we know of (laughs) right here, at least on this earth. So, We forget that we need not just to live a life, but we need to be in life and connect in life. Wow. And, you know, actually, uh, winning in the gray, uh, I talk about the difference between surviving and living. And so um, for some people that may listen to this and what Melody is saying, it may sound foreign to you, Um, uh, possibly because you're, you're surviving and you're not living. And so uh, I, I hate to tell you that, but you need to be told that. Uh, and it's a whole lot of people uh, surviving. In shallow water, you just survive. Uh, you do uh, what you think is necessary, and, and you're very uh, black and white. You're very dichotomous in your approach to things. However, when you go into the ocean, uh, you start living. You, more, you learn more about yourself. Uh, the ocean uh, has a way of connecting you uh, back to yourself. You will experience uh, some some ills or anything like that, but you will bounce back from it and you will grow from those things. And so, uh, Melody, tonight you have been, uh, my God, I told you you was going to drive the bus tonight. I told you. 
Well, you know, it's funny you talk about, and I was reading, I was listening to your podcast the other day and you were talking about the shallow water versus the ocean water. And I was thinking about how I would be able to connect that with the stuff that I do with mental health. And I was thinking about, you know, how you were talking about the needs being met and um, Maslow's hierarchy needs. I'm so sorry for all the dinging that's going on. I don't know how to turn that off. That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) But, um, you know, in the shallow where you are meeting those needs of, you know, food, safety, sleep, and sex, those things, yeah, yeah. that's where that's where anxiety is. And it's safe there, right? That's comfortable. It's comfortable in the shell. You can see what's underneath you. You can see if anything's coming at you. Mm-hmm. But you're in a comfort zone. And the thing is, is it, it causes anxiety because you think about all the things that could happen if you go to the ocean water, right? If you go to the deep, it's dark. What creatures are coming at you? There's sharks. There's all these things that could pull you under, and make you fail but that's the anxiety of it right but then if you stay in the shallow not only do you have the anxiety of what if but then you have the depression of later on i didn't do it i didn't even try so you have depression and anxiety sitting right there in the shallow and you have if you go out a little deeper you know and just start to float you'll start to feel some of that stuff lift because you're at least trying it. You can't have a, a what if moment. If you fail, you fail. I fail. You know, Thomas Edison failed how many, like millions, hundreds yeah, of times yeah. before coming up with a light bulb. Yes. You know, and he still kept going and he still made a light bulb and we could all see. Yeah. You know, failure is not a failure. Failure is a lesson. And going out into the deep water is just a lesson. If you, if you don't succeed the first time, come back to the shallow, catch your breath and go back. But the other thing that you were saying, too, that connects with this is a lot of times those people that need to be fired Ooh. in the shallow, because you're in the shallow, right? Those toxic people. Yes. They're the reason why you stay, but they're also the reason why you have anxiety and depression. <laughs> you know, they're those folks <laughs> that are the reason why that's there. And I call them slivers. Slivers, yes. they're So slivers are, when you get a sliver, it's painful. It hurts and you want to get it out, right? But if you leave it there because it's there for like a day or two, then it becomes comfortable. Still hurts from time to time. You know, like someone that's toxic, they'll hurt you from time to time. But you just, the skin is grown over and you just, it goes, it wiggles in deeper. These are toxic people. Skin grows over and you keep going. But that's just like, that's just like toxic people. They're like that. The skin will grow over and you'll think, I'm comfortable with it. I don't want to go through the pain of removing it. But it's in. if you leave it there, you be, it becomes infected. Sure. And it infects your whole system. It infects your whole life. Toxic people do that. They'll wedge themselves in there and they'll, they'll, hit, the, they'll, hit, they'll hit you with those little zingers from time to time. But then they're just like, but I'm the reason you're comfortable. This is, I'm here because I'm comfortable, but it's going in. The, it's the only way to heal from that is to go through that painful process of removing that sliver. Mm. The only way that the infection heals is to remove the sliver and to go into the deep water, cleanse it, get it out of there and do your own thing. It's the only way to do it. Wow. Even if the people you love, sometimes that's the, they're the most toxic. Yes. The longest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should have dropped the load tonight. Man, look, y'all got to like, share, uh, subscribe. 
Oh my gosh, Melody Slivers. Okay, all right. You taught me something tonight, and and, and I appreciate that. Yes, toxic people is man. You have to recognize, be able, be in a position to recognize uh, that is causing you pain, it's causing you great grief, and it's causing a disconnect. Um, my gosh, man! Like when you get when you get in touch with yourself again, and you really start to look at the things that work for you and the things that hurt you and the things that heal you, you start to see those slivers in your body that you didn't notice before. When you start to connect again, when you start to see and and feel yourself again on a, a heart and soul kind of level, those little thorns, those little slivers that you have in you start to become a little more painfully obvious. Wow. Wow. That, man. Uh, you, you, so wait a minute, Melody. You telling me that in order... To get rid of toxic people, uh, one has to venture off into the ocean. Yeah, wow. yeah. Can you? Well, let's see. Can you? Can you swim with you know and do and do flips in the sand, or do you do flips in the deep water? Is it easier? <laughs> the deep water. You know, if you're in the shallow, you're really just getting caught in all of those waves in that undertow. Yeah, you're just you're just surviving, like you said. You know, if you, I don't know if you've ever been in the ocean, but I have. And if you're in that shallow part and those waves get you, you just keep getting tumbled yes. and tumbled. And you, it's hard for you to get your footing again. And at least if you go out a little deeper, it might be up to your neck <laughs> and it might be a little scarier. But those, that undertow is not taking you. Wow. Listen. I cannot. I told you Melody was good, man. I told you you would not be disappointed uh, listening to Melody. Whoa, she educated us uh, 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 on Eastern practices versus Western practices, and uh, uh, from uh, medical, physiological, uh, psychological, emotional, uh, uh, cognitive, uh, spiritual. Uh, she she has hit in all of those areas, and even with the discussion with the ocean, she's able to uh, transfer what she does and and practices. And let me just put this out here. I got to put this out here, uh, Melody, and you help me with this. Uh, Melody is a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, she has her masters. She have her PhD. She has two masters. I'm sorry. She has two masters. Uh, she's working on her PhD. Uh, Cam, can you explain that? Because, uh, you know, I only got a mask. Complementary alternative medicine. So it's basically integrating complementary and alternative medicine into your everyday life. See, and so uh, Melody has credentials behind her name. She actually knows what she's talking about. That's why she's on the show. I want to let people know this now. Uh, the people that I have on the show, they know what they're talking about. And uh, tonight, Melody changes her hair a whole lot of times. Her hair color, uh, it'll probably be uh, uh, fuchsia tomorrow. You never know. And you do never know. Yeah, I mean, you don't. And so, listen, uh, tonight, oh, my gosh, man. So you got to actually leave uh, the ocean uh, to get rid of all of those slivers and, and things like that. Uh, Melody, can you think of like a time uh, in your own personal life? Uh, uh, where it was hard to get rid of those toxic people. What, 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 what did that look like? If you have a, an example that you want to share. Sure. I was married before and I had a very toxic relationship, you know, emotional abuse 
and relationships is a real thing. And the reason why it's a real thing is because they're, they're there. The people that are toxic build self-doubt within you. Okay. They may, they beat you down. They beat you down to the point where you think that you need to have them in order to survive. And, you know, this marriage was no different. It took me a long time to figure that out. But once I did, you know, um, someone once asked me, how did you not see that? Well, when you're in it, right? Yeah. When you're in that thing, it's only when you step out that you can see what is actually going on. <laughs> when you're in it, you don't notice those things. You don't notice the small things. You don't notice the everyday being called names or or just the little digs that someone does to you that makes you feel like you're not worthy of anybody else's love or your own love at that point. Sure. So yeah, it's, I've been, when I do therapy with people, I tell them I've been there. I mean, I've been there. You know, I know how that feels. I've had depression. I've had anxiety. You know, I think the reason I got into um, psychiatry or psychology when I started doing my undergrad is because I was trying to figure out how people could do those things to other people. Wow. You know, trying to find some answers for myself. And then it just turned into something where I was able to heal through that and help other people. Wow. Wow. man! I'm telling you. Uh, and, and so that's. Wow, Melody, you, thank you for, first of all, uh, thank you for sharing that um, uh, with everyone. Uh, all you know, us. that's part of it. That's the thing. I think people get ashamed of their story, you know, and there's no, there's no reason to be ashamed of the story that you're living. You know, we're not the same people we were a year ago or five years ago. We can grow. That doesn't mean that, like, if you're not happy with who you are now, that you can't move and do things for yourself to be a better person or be happier with yourself a year from now because you're not going to be the same person regardless if you're working on yourself or not. If you can, if you can look at anybody that's listening, can look at themselves and say, "Oh, I'm exactly the same person as I was a year ago," I would, I would argue that you're not. You learn things, you learn lessons, you you grow, you become different, and that's the thing about you know doing anything for yourself. Self care is so critical to that because you start to see the things that you're accepting and what you shouldn't accept. Wow, and that's that's so true. Uh, uh, even right now, uh, when me and Melody first met, I'm not the same person um, that I was a few years ago. Uh, no, you're 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 really not the same person because you've learned things, right? And you've grown into who you are. You've had things happen in your personal life and in your professional life yep. that have molded you and made you a better person overall. Yeah. Not that you were a bad person a few years ago. You're pretty awesome then too. But now you have knowledge to help other people yeah. and you're doing more things with your community. Yeah. You know, those are all critical things in someone's life that really shape who they are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and again, experiences, uh, uh, I tell people your environment can be your empowerment or your detriment. Um, uh, experiences uh, shape and mold our personality uh, biologically. Uh, we're shaped it and molded. Um, by that DNA and those chromosomes that's transferred in order for you to be created and all of that and blood and all that, et cetera. Um, and, and human contact, uh, again, environment. It's so important. Uh, we're not the same people um, that we are previously. That's why I say we shouldn't judge folks. We shouldn't be in the, uh, in the seat of judging folks, period. Um, but we shouldn't judge folks for what they did something 10 years ago. And it's like, well, that's where they were then. Where are they now? And so, 
Uh, that that's amazing! Oh my gosh! Like uh, I, I'll be honest with you, Melody. I'm watching the show right now. I mean, you listen, y'all. And I want to say this: Melody gonna get mad when I say this. Melody is gonna do a Netflix series uh, coming soon. Uh, don't worry about it. She gonna do it. Trust me. Uh, we and, and we've had this. We've had this back and forth uh, for the last uh, two or three months. And um, uh, she's going to do it because, uh, as you can see, uh, Melody actually knows what she's talking about. She has data to bag up. She has data and experience to bag up what she's saying. She's very well qualified. Uh, she she says that she don't know the steps of meeting with Netflix. Netflix ain't serious. Uh, they, they wouldn't be interested in somebody like her. And that's a lie. And so I'm trying to invite her to the Netflix ocean uh to go ahead and dive off on into that uh and i'm going uh, i'm telling you i promise you it's gonna hit uh melody and melody uh, uh the book that you're writing for your uh phd uh if you want to share some of that real quickly uh it's it just goes hand in hand with the podcast it's okay. basically just the steps and the different tools that you can use to just have some really good stuff self-care in your life and to tools that will help you if you have just about uh anything going on in your life okay. you know i just want to be able to give people a little bit of uh, a little bit of ability to do these things on their own you know mm-hmm. it's it's easy to do and say that i i make herbal medicine it's easy to say that but anybody can make it honestly mm-hmm. you know you have to learn the herbs and i would say anybody that has any kind of um you know, history, uh, like I'm Ukrainian and French and Irish. I could go back and look at what those people used for medicine back in the day, right. you know, um, and and learn those herbs. I start local, you know, local or local flowers and herbs offer a plenty, plentiful um, medicine cabinet, you know, um, for your home. So there's lots of things you can do. And I just want to give people that ability to do those things themselves where they can go out and say, Oh, look, that's dandelion, dandelion root. If you take it and you clean it and you dry it, and then you grind it up and you make a tea out of it, it helps with your kidneys and it helps with stomach aches, same with ginger and spearmint and all those different things. We, we drink them in teas all the time and we wonder why they help like chamomile, why does it help calm me down before bed? Because it has a calming effect, you know? Um, now, if you take that and you put it in an alcohol base and you let it sit for eight weeks, you can imagine how powerful that is sure. when you have a powerful of it. Wow. Wow. So, look, you all, I, I need this favor. Uh, Melody is a great friend. She has shared so much with us tonight. Uh, I have uh, included... Uh, in the comment section, her podcast, um, and I'm also posted in my uh, page. Uh, subscribe, listen to Barefoot in the Grass. Also, uh, when I, when the book does come out, I'm gonna post that as well uh, in the page as well. We wanna uh, support Melody. Melody is an awesome friend. Uh, I know a whole lot of us uh, was blessed tonight. Um, by uh, all that she has shared, and I laugh at Melody right now because as I'm giving her all of her accolades and all of that, I know how Melody feels about it, and uh, she she doesn't like it, and so uh, I like it that she's in the ocean right now and she's taking it, and so I appreciate that. We appreciate you, Melody. Uh, we're about to go ahead and wrap up. 
is there anything else you want to share with the people? Is there anything else that you got going on? Do you have a website? Like, what's going on? Tell us. Yeah, we have lots of us. So um, I, I sell my tinctures on Ravens and Time, T-H-Y-M-E.com, so they can get tinctures if they wanted to. But, I mean, the most important thing on this one is just to make sure that you get Brian's book when it comes out because that's going to be the important one. <laughs> If you come out. All right. So eventually. <laughs> and, and like I said, Melody is an awesome friend. This will not be Melody's last time uh, on the podcast. Uh, definitely, again, uh, like, share, subscribe to Barefoot in the Grass. Uh, Ravens in Time, you said? And that's where the tinctures are. And, and, and if anybody has any questions, you know, they can reach out to Brian or... Um, you know, definitely. reach out through my website. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions. Definitely, definitely do that. Look, you all, this was The Journey Within. This was another powerful episode. Uh, thank you all for tuning in uh, tonight. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, thank you for tuning in Journey Within. I am uh, Brian Skinner, uh, the author of Winning in the Gray. And we want to thank Melody with an I uh, for coming on tonight and just sharing uh diamonds with us that's found in the ground um that's hidden from us um things that uh, your government won't tell you your doctors won't tell you i challenge the doctor all the time um and they need to change some of the assessment tools because uh, they're outdated and they're not culturally sound um but thank you melody melody you really came on you was a force tonight melody thank you so much well, thank you for having me, Brian. And just remember to tell everybody to like, share your, your podcast and subscribe to Brian's Journey Within <laughs> on all social media platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that is important. Again, I thank each and every one of you all that uh, have joined us tonight uh, on the podcast. Thank you for sharing and liking and commenting. Uh, if you do have any questions for Melody, I would definitely direct you to Melody. Uh, outside of that, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of your night. Thank you for tuning in to the Journey Within podcast, brought to you by yours truly, Brian Skinner. Good night.